You know, Sean, Brie Laveau, uh -huh. the voodoo queen, uh, yes. she was given a bad rap for sticking pins in the dolls. Yeah. But I think, you know, personally, I think it was just her way of staying in contact with her exes. <laughs> Sharp pointed contact made with contact her, with contact made contact with her exes. <laughs> I, you know, sharp. She had a pointed pointed uh, contact with her exes. Bill, very do you, pointed. Do you ever get a shooting pain through your body like someone has a booty doll of you I and do. they're stabbing oh, it? Oh, I do. Yes, I do occasionally, and I think, okay, now put it down. <laughs> I've never thought of that. I wonder. You just how many... ruined my joke. Oh, you were supposed to say no. <laughs> no, Sean. No, I've never. I've never received a stabbing pain. How about now? Oh, <laughs> my kidney just got pierced. My kidney just got pierced. No, I've often wondered. We do have a voodoo doll in the cabin. Oh yeah. And it's a generic voodoo. Uh huh. And it has pins in it. Yeah. So whoever we're mad at at the time, we gets a pin. It's a poke. <laughs> yeah. Take that. What makes it generic? Because it, sometimes it's this person, sometimes it's that person. Okay. You know, mostly it's a, someone that, that, that Rob knew, <laughs> you know, knew, past tense. Getting back at him. Yeah. Oh, oh. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Right. Making contact. Yeah, making contact. Mm -hmm. Thank you for making contact with us here on uh, Wacky Poem Live, episode 105. 105 on this rainy yeah. Saturday, We just October. keep barreling down the road with these things. Rolling down the highway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we are, we are, what are we doing? We are just kind of moving in and out of the mist under the the full moon with the cats following us and, you know, the fires in the cauldron. Yeah. That's where we've been the last few weeks. Because and the, we continue today. Because you know why? Why? The witches are in the house. Witches in the house. The witches are here. <laughs> the witches have arrived, you know. In this, house, in, this, in, in this house, the museum. In this house, the museum. Yes. So we come to you every week from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry. And our exhibit that we opened with the fabulous event on October 21st is up for viewing and will be up through 2024, mm -hmm. maybe further. I don't know. Because, like I said, you can come back time and time again and see yes. something new. I yes. was I was loitering yesterday and I thought... You I were never, loitering? I was loitering. <laughs> I didn't pay my entrance to get in here. I just came in and just started taking photos and walking around like I own the place, you know. But I, I, you can see something different every time you come in. It's such a really cool exhibit. It is. Her kind. The Her witch kind. in history, popular culture, and poetry. Mm -hmm. And at our opening event, we had, um, get this, Bill, 13 witches. That was not even planned. The number is, is, yeah. is very cool. So we had 13 people who were very gracious in coming to represent some of the witches that are in the exhibit book and in this exhibit, and they were wonderful. Mm -hmm. It was it was a, a great event. They, they talked a little bit. Some of them talked about their character, or they just read the poem from the exhibit book. And uh, then we did a red carpet witch walk, and it was it was fabulous. Oh, I like that witch walk. <laughs> yeah. I saw some photos. They were fabulous outfits. Yes, Maria Breedlove took mm -hmm. photos of everyone. Everyone's costume was just amazing. Um, so you can go to our museum website, rompoetry.com, 
and click on the Her Kind exhibit and you can see all the photos. Or just, you know, like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're old. We still use Facebook quite a bit because yeah. I can't do the other things. I know. The Tic Tacs. I tried Instagram. the Tic Tacs. I tried TikTok you know, we'll and those, couldn't we'll do those it. those as little breath I can't even do Instagram. So. We'll leave those as little breath, <laughs> breath fresheners that actually are choking hazards. <laughs> but um, did they read their um, poem? Their 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 uh, from the her kind book. Is that what they read? Um, the most of the were... people, most of the witches, they read the poem from the book, and mm-hmm. then some of them talked a little bit about uh, the person, and then. Uh, one woman, Emily Beckton, she's a local woman. She did the poem that's about just an archetypal witch, kind of oh, an anonymous yes, yes. witch. Mm-hmm. And she did that one. And then she also read a poem that she had written, which was fabulous. And yeah. uh, I've added it to the museum, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. to the exhibit. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So Wonderful. we, uh, one of the women that was, we read her poem and... Um, She was discussed at the opening is Marie Laveau Mm -hmm. and uh, a poet and actor and social justice activist and multi-talented Renaissance woman. Deborah Hunter was here and she She portrayed. uh, She came as Marie Laveau. Yeah. Yes. and she was awesome. And we're going to talk about Marie. That's our witch of the day. Our witch of the day. I, you gave me choice. And it was a toss-up between Mar- uh, Marie and Elvira. So, you know. I mean, Elvira may be a future episode. Maybe a future episode. But both of them fascinate me. Mm-hmm. And in future episodes, too, though, we need, we're need we going to start going back to what this podcast originally was. Just talking about poems that people had left in the museum. Yeah. Because now that we've had the exhibit up and people have been coming in, we had a very good day yeah. yesterday, oh, actually, good. Bill. Yeah. Uh, there are they're leaving poems. Well, it's inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we will start um, doing our episodes around the people's poems that yeah. they've left here. Yeah. Yeah. After Absolutely. this one. Yeah. Nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. Very nice. Yeah. Marie Laveau fascinates me because of the uh, A. New Orleans fascinates me. Mm-hmm. The mysterious subtropical city of New Orleans yeah. and the history and the uh, the melting pot culture. Oh yeah, and the food and the streets and the uh, the bio and the the Cajuns and the French and it's just and also it's I, I, I like a lot of the, uh, the the dark moody history of mm-hmm. the city. The cemeteries. The cemeteries. Didn't yeah. Anne Rice? Wasn't she a big ghost, fan of the city? And, yeah, the ghost um, stories. The you know all the all the witchiness. All surrounding the witchiness. There's a lot of witchiness. City. Yes, <laughs> that is true. And she is yeah. the supreme one. She is mainly known as the Voodoo Queen of New Orleans, and uh, but she's did so much in her life yeah. that I think a lot of people still don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so we'll talk about some of those things today. Today, yeah. right. Yes. Uh, she was uh, born in 1801. She was, uh, I'm just, this is from my research. You probably know this. Seven, she was 1794, I think. Okay. Well. <laughs> Maybe that one's in debate. You know Maybe what? her birth is in debate. I stand corrected. Okay. Um, but she was uh, of mixed heritage. But she was born by today's standards. She was had dark skin, might be considered a black woman, mm-hmm. and she had seven or eight slaves. So I thought to be born in in, in that era of that ethnicity and to have uh, as slaves as an adult woman was unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Her uh, father was a Creole. He owned a plantation, so he was he was white. And uh, her mother was Marguerite. She was 
part black and part uh, Choctaw. So I think that her heritage, her racial heritage, probably definitely affected the direction that she went in her life and perhaps even the, the success that she had because she was able to appeal to so many different groups of people. Do you think she embraced her ethnicities? I mean, her multiple... I mean, It I, appears it doesn't like seem she like, did. It doesn't seem like it hindered her. No, it appears that she did. Yes. And uh, that she did get a, a an education and she was a hairdresser, and that is where she made her living, especially after her first husband died and she had children, you know, she had to support. Yes. And then she she eventually had 15 children, and so she had a lot of supporting to do. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's a stout physical person, yeah. you know. Yes. But, uh, you know, a lot of what is said about her as a hairdresser is that she, um, her clients were often the, the wealthy women in the community and she learned a lot from them in terms of you know what happens at a beauty salon uh people talk yes <laughs> do you know whether she was uh, a solo in this in this enterprise or did she have other women working under her i think it was just her because i i imagine they just came to her house that, okay that's or she went to theirs had a parlor but i don't know she, you know had, where she had these uh, i'm sorry concoctions. I just, I yeah yeah know. i understand yeah. right yeah, certainly. And so when I wrote the poem about her for the exhibit book, that's kind of one of the things I focused on was the, the fact of her being a hairdresser. Yeah. And that's what I titled it to. So I'd like to go ahead and read it. And yes, then we'll absolutely. talk about her some absolutely. more, some other things. So it's called The Hairdresser. It is a tradition steeped in love and gossip, the stench of processor mixing with the floral scent of shampoo, the musk of hair oil, and here, in the sensory richness of the beautiful salon, she became the priest in the confessional, her quiet interest the perfect backdrop for the secrets, desires, and stories arising and resting in the air like steam from the curler waved above one's head to cool just before application. She arranged their hair while learning their lives and using her ear to weave spells, predict futures, create the magical ritual to bring a lover home, send an errant husband away, punish weakness and reward the supplicant, paying the price she had set. She had 15 children after all, and she was ready to support them all by using every bit of her talents to make a living. An ever-inclusive witch, she combined voodoo and Catholicism, mixing rituals like the mixing races in the neighborhoods where she was queen, where she was at home and free to express her power as well as her compassion and in time to help others for pay or no pay, willing to conjure a vision into reality as well as a chicken meal onto the table of a poor family or a bit of measly hope to a prisoner. Beware the evil interpretations of her existing all around us. So mote it be. So mote it be. Nice, yeah. nice. I love the term, she arranged their hair. You don't hear about <laughs> hair arranging any longer, but that's what yeah. women did back oh, in the yeah. day because there was a lot of hair to arrange. Yes. <laughs> and to put into some sort of shape. Yes. You know, and then oh, yes. um, basically shellac it yes. <laughs> into place yes. Poor women. for a week or two weeks you know, or however long it went before you came and did it again. The poor women had to exist not only in the hair, but in the, 
I suppose, corsets and the long dresses and the yes. attire of the day. All the habiliments yeah. that would keep you in your place. Keep you in place and in place. <laughs> True, because you couldn't run, you couldn't do much. Mm -hmm. Yes. So as I was reading that poem, I was reading it straight from the exhibit booklet, on, and on the other side of the page is the artwork by our lovely local artist, Alicia Little, who did all of the, uh, she did digital watercolors of for each of the poems and it's Maria sitting at her table and uh, looking at herself in the mirror it's a beautiful probably giving herself piece. one last glance before she mm -hmm. goes to tend to a customer yep yep yes and this book was uh, it was given away free at the opening event and now we also have copies that are only ten dollars if you come and visit the museum yes well grab we're, one. We're, oh we're, yeah we're, grab them before they're gone yeah absolutely <laughs> nice nice yes and I like the fact that she, uh, uh, it's notable that she was a, a hairdresser, arranged hair, among other things. But she tended, looks like, to always wear elaborate fabric headpieces on mm -hmm. her head, mm -hmm. which were as much a fashion statement as probably they were uh, a practical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. Quite beautiful. And it looks like it's quite uh, Caribbean, African of, of yes. that descent. Yes, yes. Um, very beautiful uh, fabrics. And uh, I don't know what that's called. Uh, there's probably a name for the way that that uh, the hair is wrapped. I don't know what it's called. Right, right. Like you said, it's utilitarian, but it's also beautiful. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And like I had told you earlier, she has inspired many songs and been the subject of many um, movies. Such as, Bill. Such as. There's <laughs> this song by uh, a 60s, 70s artist. I guess I can name him. He's not with us any longer. Bobby Bear. Uh, uh, you could name him even if he was with us. Even if, 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 if he okay. was with us. But, you know, she, he, it, this song is, is just... Is he someone you dare not speak his name? I dare not speak his name <laughs> because it's such a bad song. You know, it's a redneck honky-tonk song, and I can just see Marie, if she were alive today, saying... What's what's the song? What are you talking um, about? I wish I could... It, maybe it's the voodoo... Something the voodoo queen. Oh, uh, okay. Marie Laveau, the, Marie Laveau, the, the voodoo queen. Okay. Um, but it's, um, it's something I can just see her... Waving her wrist at and turning and saying, "What utter nonsense! You think this is me? You can you can contain me in one little song, you know? Where you uh, with these? Uh, so is it the stereotypical picture of her? I'm not even familiar with the song. Oh, it's it it it, it was just a stereotypical uh, uh, image of a, a voodoo and uh, focusing on the wrong things. Oh, evil, you know? evil black magic, yes, something like that. Otherizing her. Mm -hmm. And I think she would be like, oh, you fools, you know, if I were alive today, you would not be, <laughs> you would, you rue the day you decided to do this. But I like that term, otherizing her. That's the, good. The otherizing. The other, they they yeah. put her in this category. Yeah. That's know? what this is so much of this exhibit about is yeah. about, is about the other. And, you know, and people have told me locally, you know, that they're not witchy and, you know, whatever. That's their way of saying that they don't want to come and see it. Well, yeah. I think you're just afraid of the other. Mm-hmm. Because I don't care if you're witchy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not into cars. That's not going to stop me to go in a car museum. Yeah. Because I might find something interesting there, which, yeah. you know, I have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's, I'm it's, not bred, but you know yeah. what? I'd definitely go in a bread museum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You're not going to turn into yeast or something. No. So, you know, people are automatically dismissive of uh, the other, of something that they're, they're not. It's uh, like Halloween. With. People yeah. love it and are fascinated with it. And some people think, oh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. We're going to not participate. Mm -hmm. But they're fascinated with it. 
yeah. with the holiday and everything around it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's it's that it's that otherizing of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's her house of voodoo shop or whatever in New Orleans, which is brilliant from a marketing standpoint. Oh yeah, but I'm again, just looking at a picture of it. On and there's the it, it looks like anything and everything from African. <laughs> I mean, some things that do not even pertain. In the, in the least to uh, her or or her culture or the city, but they're there for sale. Yeah, and probably not even to the practice of voodoo. No, yeah. no. I think it's just the the idea. And I think, of course, Sean, if I were in in New Orleans, I, would I visit the shop? Of course, I would visit. Yes, why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun, but at the same time, you would know that. And maybe it says, you know, maybe there's some things in there that explain, you know, that this is not all. What voodoo is but supposed to be? You buy, anything you buy there, you can, or you, you can always tell your you will always tell your friends. Oh, I got this at the House of Voodoo in New Orleans. Well, yeah, Marie Laveau. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and it's one of those places I just can see from the pictures that uh, the, everything's hanging on the walls and everything's so colorful. And you know, both you and I are attracted to things like that. Very oh, and colorful. I think and, and I picture the collections, smell, the smell of incense, and some, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, all of this, all this, all this sort of contraptions. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But basically, um, voodoo is, you know, that you can Google it and you can find the, the best description of it. And uh, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I knew enough whenever researching her and writing this poem that it's not the, uh, what's, what's the show, that gothic show, what's the name of that? Is it American Horror Ma- Story? American Horror Story. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not definitely... <laughs> What it's portrayed mm. in uh, in that show is it more of a um, sort of a how do I say a Wiccan type of a a, a nature a celebration of nature and, and healing processes of herbs and remedies and things. I like think this? so. I think there's a lot of herbalism in it. There is, you know, there's a trying to give spiritual guidance to people. Uh, Marie Laveau, like I said, she combined uh, her Catholic faith and upbringing with the with the aspects of voodoo which made it acceptable to more people and um, you know she made up potions and she had charms and uh, there were certain things that were said to bring uh, good luck or to cure remember how you talked about was it your auntie that cured your wart sure did sure did (laughs) that kind of thing kind of folk remedies um she she did sell fortune she gave advice Mm -hmm. and um love advice and uh, she prepared uh griscris which is in those little bags the magical has magical yes. components in it for yes. anyone that needed uh, a cure or mm-hmm. a charm yes yeah An african type of a charm so it's using actual physical things to i think change your psychology well and I, <laughs> and I think that she knew that if you believed in yourself and your abilities uh-huh. and if she could get you to do that then she would create quote-unquote magic right right and so she tapped into that so mm-hmm. she caught she caught onto that early which is actually true mm-hmm. so she caught onto something yeah. very yeah. powerful well think about it. if you have somebody if you if you really do have an enemy and and you go to a voodoo queen or whoever and you ask them to you know do a spell to dispel my my enemy um that but there's still a lot in your own head that's going to be enacting mm-hmm. that um dispelling mm-hmm. of the enemy so it's yeah. you know yeah. it's just 
you you're, you're clearing your head and your mind of, of the clutter and the, and the rent that they're paying in your mind. So, OK, she's taking care of it. Now I can move on. To, and, it, and it's like, wow, it did Thank work. You. It did work. Yeah. Clearing the rent in, that is rent it's doing in your head. That's good, Bill. Uh, well, I, I, so many times people t- take a rent in your head and you think I'm evicting you. Enough That's of this. Right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. just a little outward gesture, uh, gesture like a, a ritual, you know, mm-hmm. something that, that you do, a service. Yeah. A church service is a ritual, so you know, I'm, ritual is not a bad word, just like witch is not a bad word. But something that you do, an, act, an action, a behavior that that promotes change, mm-hmm. it solidifies, you know, like you said, it kicks out the, it evicts the, evicts the, the renters in your head that are doing bad stuff. I think that should be on a shirt. Evict the renters in your head, uh-huh. who are who are you know who are not paying. the evil renters. Yeah, in the your evil, head. Yeah, we we'll qualify them. Some renters we want to keep. You know, our sanity renters we we, we do want to keep. Yes. Now you wrote a poem too, right? Well, it yes, it's a free form as I always do. Okay. I and I wore my metaphor shirt because I think it kind mm-hmm. of applies. But this was coming to me when I was taking a shower recently, and I was okay. sitting in there thought, this is my envision. It's okay. similar to yours, and I didn't read yours, but okay. we we have the same mindset. So let me read it to you and to okay. our to our listeners. And just because Bill said he's wearing a shirt, he's wearing a shirt that says "I am I'm Bill, Bill master, master of Metaphor." I feel, and this is my superpower, <laughs> and I feel I do feel Sean kind of like um, I've always had the ability to be very elaborate with my words, and that doesn't seem to come to some people. It's, it's like a foreign language, mm-hmm. but to me, it's always been just like. Seeing colors no one else can see, mm-hmm. so I do. And I, I I enjoy that. I enjoy you. you know, yeah. You well, I think that. you met. I th- you think in metaphors, and that's what makes a good poet. Oh, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, this is has no title, so we'll we'll work on that. But we definitely work on that. We'll work on that. You but I, I think I, I might leave this here somewhere <laughs> on the on the wall here. Oh, please you know? do. Yeah. Okay. Tapestries and velvet and candles, incense, smoke and mirrors, and iron on the stove to add a curl. A jar of pomegranate wax to blush the cheek at the house of Laveau. Society's ladies, and sometimes the occasional eccentric gentleman would stop by to confess and gasp at the stories and rumors as much as the treatments and transformations. She could tell which from what, and a step behind the velvet partition stood the table which held the book, inkwell, and pen where she would excuse herself and write down pertinent information, lest it be misplaced, and with a flash of a tangerine silk batik headdress and the jingle of hooped earrings, she was back to let the patrons be aware of her reentrance. Cypress and moss and glades with ancient creatures and ancient secrets waited for her. She knew where they were, how to call upon them. Enough of this silly scented gossip. When the bayou calls on the eve of a full moon, she always answered. Ooh, lovely. <laughs> I like the bio, bayou calling to her. Bio, you know, and she answers. I just, yeah. Sometimes I feel like she had to escape from the, you know, from the, the confines of her salon, if you will. I don't know what they called it. And her then. children. And her, and her children. <laughs> and just walk in the, uh, you know, the bio, which would be our woods. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. That's very cool. Well, yeah, I thought it kind of hopefully... And I, I picture her earrings jingling or making noise, yes. you know, and 
I and can, yeah. and her, her 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 headdresses in the, in the printed batik, mm-hmm. the wax loss process. Well, yeah, I could really yeah. see her as you were describing her, and then walking back, you know, to maybe through a little curtain, and like you said, yeah, having, a, having writing a, a little piece of have, gossip have, down. Exactly, having <laughs> having a journal, a yeah. little quick quick reference file. Yeah, I need to remember you know, that. I, I, you know, oh yes, you know, the, this this gentleman did, you know, this and this, and I'm I. I might use this to my advantage in the future, you know. Yeah, that's great. I kind of went out walking around a little bit the the other day, and uh, if it had been a little warmer today, I might have walked out this morning too because uh, I kind of like walking in the rain. It was raining this morning. Yes, but it was too. It was too. It was a cold rain, so yeah. a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But I like walking in the leaves when the leaves are falling. Yeah, like rain, yeah. And, as they are, and they will continue to since we're going to have mm-hmm. some freezing weather. Do you know yeah. what happens to witches when it rains? They melt. No, uh, they just that, get that's... wet like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they melted like the Wicked Witch. Uh, out of West, the Wicked Witch. I'll get you, my pretties, and your little dog, too. She spared the cats. Yes. The Wicked Witch is in the corner in the museum. She's up there, high above everyone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to come in and see what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's there's a <laughs> couple of witches that'll startle you if you back into them in the museum here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bill, do you know what you call a witch that wins the lottery? I call her <laughs> the Wealthy Witch of the West. <laughs> wealthy Witch. She's a rich. 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 W-R-I-C-H. She's a rich. How do you say that? I was trying to say it so you could tell I was saying W-R-I-C-H or R-I-C-H? W-R-I-C-H. Rich. Rich. It sounds like a frog needs to be saying that. Rich. Witch. I sound like a frog because I've been draining for days. I'm drowning. Oh, no. Yeah. Drowning in the rain. But well, I did. Uh, we're we're going to do three poems this episode because oh, okay. I found a really cool poem too. Whenever I was looking around on the internet, and this was on the website uh, by Michelle Jaley. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce her last name, but I think it is. And so it's M I C H E L E J A I L L E T dot medium dot com. Okay. And uh, someone's going to read her poem because I really liked it. And it's different. It's it's different from the two, from your poem and mine. Mm-hmm. Marie Laveau, A Poem Celebrating the Creole Queen by Michelle Jaloux. In the twilight haze of Creole morn, Marie Laveau, a spirit born, a queen of hearts, a queen of fate, against the tides of love and hate. From tangled roots of life and lore, her mystery stirs the bayou's core. In her eyes, the depths of time, swirling stories, truths sublime. Feathers and bones in her sacred shrine, in the sanctum of the hallowed design. Her chants echoing through the mossy trees, carried forth on the southern breeze. In the silence of the midnight hour, amidst the blossoms of magnolia flower, she walks a phantom in the mist, her power wrapped around her wrist. She knows the secrets of the earth, the cycle of death and of rebirth, the serpent's wisdom, the crow's sight, the hidden things in the depth of night. The sway of the wind, the river's course, all things bow to her silent force. From the gulf breeze to the crescent moon, all nature dances to her tune. A silhouette against the setting sun, a web of whispers, all things spun. 
Marie Laveau, the bayou's crown. Her spirit roams the voodoo town. Mm, indeed, it still does, does it not? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. Isn't that a cool point? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, and yeah. I love the fact that it rhymes, but it doesn't get, you know, into this nursery sing-songy type and just beautiful images. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, yeah. A lot of metaphors. Yeah. 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 And just the yeah, kind of the image that you were saying of her walking, you know, along the the bayou and uh just being being queenly yeah. you and know, seeing uh, her, superior seeing, in the midst. Seeing that head <laughs> seeing her head wrap kind of glow among the cypress trees and the hanging moss yeah. as she walks along. You know, I vision that. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Very visual. Well, um, anything else about Marie Laveau well, you know, that uh, we need to bring into the so conversation much, so today? There's so much to talk about. You know, like I said, I first became aware for at, on the AHS series when one of my favorite actresses, Angela Bassett, portrayed her probably inaccurately but sensational. Yes, sensationalistically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it is AHS. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, she's kind of interesting to me in the fact that she is so exotic. She's an exotic, eccentric. Yeah. Um, Healer, mm-hmm. mid, midwife, you know, we can use the term witch uh, uh, with, without prejudice mm-hmm. uh, with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, One other thing her. I did want to add was, was something I found on, it's an article called Poetry Like Witchcraft and Magic is an Act of Transformation. And it was on the lithub.com website by Janica Stuckey. And she, because I, I like this article, some parts of it, because she was talking about uh, the poetry being like a spell and I know we mentioned that I think in our first witch episode when we were talking about a chant you know that are poetic mm-hmm. that the chants yes, that yes. that witches do and in this article she says so when we talk about poems as spells or the magical power of poetry in modern discourse it might also be helpful to understand what kind of magic we mean whether poetry is transforming us or whether the poem is transforming the world around us mm-hmm. and i kind of feel that's sort of what we do with wacky poem life mm-hmm. and kind of like what we've done with this episode is that we read poems that do affect us and i think in some ways they do transform us and then we go out and send the poem out into the world through, uh, you know, while we're talking right now, as I'm speaking into this microphone, yeah, right, right. and trying to transform people out there. Yes. So. Yeah. Wow. You know, pretty pretty big. Give them pretty some, bold give statement. Give them a new but. perspective. <laughs> some new, and I like the fact that sometimes when when um, spells are called spells, that you know they they tend to have a little bit of a malevolent. But let's change it. Mm-hmm. It's a potion. Yeah. Very same thing. You know, potions and spells. You know, potions m- might be a f- physical uh, um, concoction. Yeah. But well, and it, I think a prayer is the same thing. The same thing as a spell. You know, it it, yeah. it is it is a wish. It is it is a saying. It is a. You're trying to enact change in the physical and world, and you're using words, or you know, just uh, an incantation, mm-hmm. or just a chant. Yeah. Or a sentence. Or a poem, you're using language mm-hmm. to try and act change in the world. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, powerful. Yeah, yeah, it and, is. And oftentimes, it works most on the person saying mm-hmm. it. There's yeah. when you walk into the main room of the museum here, above the door is a line from a Margaret Atwood poem, and I think the title of the poem is called 
is spelling. And it says a word after a word after a word is power. Is power. Yeah. 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 And uh, so that's another thing that I think people are afraid of in terms of witches is the power dynamic and the fact that they do use chants. They do use words. They do use, you know, spells, yeah. whatever you incantations yeah. um, to to bring about transformation. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to say absolutely. Uh, come to the exhibit and Roxanne Perkins Yates. Uh, her jeweled my art. sister your sister <laughs> i was looking at her jeweled art pieces and 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 it, with with a witch theme or a, a, a spooky theme and they are just i'm amazed mm -hmm. at the quality of the detail if i owned a gallery i would be going to her and saying we're going to put these in a gallery oh, i'm yeah. amazed oh, at yeah. her artwork yeah i am just amazed so come in folks many You're, of yeah. the, the little art assemblages she has done are paired with poems and so there's a line from the poem in the assemblage yeah and so it's next to the actual poem so you can see both but not all of them some of them are just you some know, of them are just are just visual just, without without the words yeah some of them you have to find the letters mm -hmm. but it's it's a puzzle and it's art and it's uh, it's eye candy to the highest degree yeah and speaking of eye candy you're part of the exhibit bill with the barbie halloween uh, i mean the witch barbies uh -huh. is uh is the highlight too of this uh, yeah. exhibit and we perhaps are going to be talking about that next week come because see, people have already left poems yeah about your barbies come see my work everyone <laughs> yeah come see my, you know and, and uh you know ask me questions about it i'll answer yeah if i know if i know the answer yeah yes let's end with a, another uh, oh, okay. joke oh um, oh well, <laughs> my gosh all right here we go what did witch do when her broomstick broke she hopped on her magic wand and Put her away. <laughs> she witch hiked. Witch hiked. That's good. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining us. Spread the word. Yes. Give us a five star rating. Please. Please. Yeah. Come see us in the museum. <laughs> yep. Don't Bye, guys.